We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Well, 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 we go to Tampa Bay. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline for his uh, final chat of the year in the Midweek Clubhouse Report. It's our friend uh, Rob Bradford. He's brought to us by McFarland Energy, Greater Boston and Cape Cod's choice for dependable heating and cooling solutions at McFarlandEnergy.com. Rob Bradford, good morning. Baseball. Yay, baseball. Well, Bradford, right. listen, we got some things to discuss. And even before we get to last night and you talking to this specimen in the outfield, uh, can you please explain what in the world was going on with your Sunday outfit when you were talking to Sean McAdam at the Ford Clubhouse? It's on uh, at WEEI on Twitter. The people can see it. You look like the guy who would be uh, – they would have – just thousands of dollars stuffed in your pocket standing beside Don King at a Mike Tyson press conference. By the by the way, I mean, I, I can explain it. I was wearing sweatpants and a pullover, but this is the ultimate pot kettle black. Holy mackerel. Are you kidding me? Uh, I, do, do you have – I've seen photos of you from Foxborough, and what you're wearing is a travesty. What are you talking about, I Brett? have – listen wow. – if you walked into the Travesty. press box, you would be the – if I'm down there for practice, that's one thing. You're actually covering the game. Was that, was you that, might have been that wearing press, that. Was that, was, was that in the press box? Oh, what, did you I know, change? I know, listen, listen, I know it's different standards, West Virginia chic, but, like, I mean, come on. I wasn't in the press box. I was, I was actually filling in for the pregame. I was on a, on a moment's notice. I was I was feeling comfortable. Sean McAdam felt comfortable with what I was wearing. I mean, mm. holy mess! Of all the people, of all the people to be saying this, it is unbelievable. I am. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not even going to have a retort for you. All I'm going to do wow. is I'm call, I'm calling Marvin and Lester, and I'm going to give you uh, a discount down at Gould's. Head on down. Oh, action. yeah. Listen to this guy, Carnival Parker now. <laughs> hey, I'll give you – here's your 20% coupon. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who can give you a coupon yeah. to go get a nice shirt even though I don't own one. And every time you come on Twitch, you look like you roll out of bed. <laughs> the more you talk, the more ridiculous this becomes. It's unbelievable. Like, I am scrolling through the Gretchen Key page right now, and, and the things that you are trotting out there, whether it's – in your house or whether it's at practice or whether it's in the studio or whether it's in public. Oh my God, Gresh. But Hey, listen, God bless you. God bless you. Pot kettle black. All right. Well, let's get to a much more serious topic. You were able to catch up with that absolute beauty. He was well-dressed. He was, he looked like a real fan. Turns out he's not a Rays fan, but he was head to toe in Rays gear. He gets Tristan Cash's first career home run. And then this hijacked the game for like five innings. It felt like be like, is this guy? Oh, everybody's talking about like, just give him the ball back, give him the ball back. 
You had a chance to catch up with him. We already played your sit-down with him. Uh, did you find him to be a trustworthy gentleman, and do you think he really was planning on just walking up to the dugout to give the ball back? Yeah, I think he was – well, first of all, by the time I got to him, it was after Jamai talked to him, and, and I, he didn't even know he was on TV. Right. And so I think he was caught up in the moment, and obviously, like, by the time I talked to him, he was getting texts and phone calls saying people in Boston hate you, uh, that you think that you're holding out for it. So whether he changed the narrative or not, I can't tell you. All I know is that when I talked to him, I, I felt kind of bad for him, but because he certainly he certainly seemed like a guy who was was caught up in the moment. He was he 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 told me he said you know I'd be happy to give the ball back, and they offered ended up offering all these autographs or anything. It's just for me the most bizarre part about this, is other than the fact that he's 23 years old, is that he he like wakes up in the morning in Orlando and just says. Hey, you know what? I'm a student. I'm trying to be a phys ed teacher. Uh, but you know what? I got some free time on my hands. I'm going to buy a ticket to a Rays game by myself, drive two hours, go to the game, eat some chicken fingers, drop the chicken fingers, catch a baseball, and this is where I've landed. The whole scenario is bizarre to me. But, I mean, what is there a better fit for all this Tropicana field than this moment? Uh, no, this sums it up nicely. He's, are you suggesting he was a plant of some sort? You don't, you don't <laughs> trust the backstory? I mean, let's, 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 just, let's just say that under that Rays gear, he had White Sox gear. So I don't know if they ran to put the Rays gear on him. But, but the, fa- the, fact, the fact is, is that, you know, we're, we're trying to – Jemai and myself, we're trying to find this guy – and if it's at Fenway, it's you know, forget about there's it, right? There's no he's, chance, right? There's no chance. No, <laughs> literally. Oh no, he's the guy with forty empty seats around him, sitting in the back there, talking on his phone. It wasn't hard to find. Well, that's another thing. When you watch these games, you see the clips of it and everything else, and especially now that it's you know school is back, so I'm sure even the Red Sox and Yankees don't sell well down in Tampa. We, I feel like we, you know, this comes up every year, but is that team really there for the long haul? Like it's embarrassing because they're good. It's one thing if there's a bad team in September, you know, you don't have a lot of people in the stands. You kind of get it. This is a playoff team and they have been a playoff team or contender for so many years. And yet you turn the game on and nobody is in the stands. Like how long can this last? It's well, we keep saying that, right? We keep saying that. I I remember going back to when obviously the Red Sox were there in 2008 and that run and, they've had different runs and they actually fill the place. But as you said, we're sitting here, you know, they're in a pennant race. They're one of the hottest teams around. They're nipping at the heels of the Yankees. And you, you have 9,000 people. When I went out there last night to find this guy, I'm sitting out there and I'm thinking for a, I'm thinking like, how does anyone come to these games and I, and have a remotely good time and B, how's the outfielder stay awake? The outfielder's like, tw- Margot's 20 feet in front of me, and, you know, he's like, this, is, this might as well be on the backfields at, fe- at, at uh, JetBlue Park. Oh, yeah. It, it's so nuts. Bradfoe, it is interesting that uh, that ballpark, I mean, for, like, there's a part of me that feels bad for Tristan Casas that there would have been more people like county fairs to see his first home run than there were. Like, <laughs> at a high school, school field. High school games it would have been more in Worcester. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Like, there is the part of it that I feel bad for the guy. Now, uh, what kind of dude is Tristan Casas? Because for a lot of people in Boston, Rob, their first introduction to him was his pregame routine is to sun himself in the outfield. Yeah, I find this sort of fascinating, the whole – how things are, are reportedly changing in regards to the the, um, the treatment of rookies 
Because, like, let's be honest. Like, and I've talked to players about this and other people in baseball. If this happened five years ago, where on the first day the guy goes out and sunbathes in, in the outfield, I mean, there's hell to pay, right? Yes. And I, and I love, but by the way, and so there, there, there is, I think there's an, is a, undeniably a more of acceptance, which there should be for rookies, because it's, it's a stupid thing where like, if you call up a guy, you expect him to help you win. And he's not going to help you win if he feels uncomfortable, go sit in the corner over there. But at the same time, when, when Alex Cora on Monday in the pregame show with Will Fleming, was broach, this was broached with him, and he said, yeah, we have some adjustments to make. I mean, I think that Tristan Cassis sort of took it to another level, and they, had to, they have to just sort of say, okay, you can do this, and you can do this, but maybe, 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 maybe earthing with no shirt on, no shoes on in the middle of the outfield, that might be next level. I, hard to say just, you know, we've seen him for three games and there's been a lot of hype about him for a long time. One of the top prospects in baseball. Do you expect the start of next season for them to pencil him in either at first base or DH? Yeah, I think what's interesting is they keep Hosmer because like this is, it, it, Cass is going to play next year, but he hits from the same side of Hosmer. He plays the same position, but, but, but. They need a guy like Hosmer. They need the 30-somethings. Like, that's why one of the reasons I, why I like the Kike contract, because you need more of those guys. You need more guys who are accountable, accountable. And those guys who are in that clubhouse who, when a rookie needs to be steered in the right direction or a young player needs to be steered in the right direction, they're going to be the ones to do it. You need players like that. You know, the good Red Sox team have had players like that, and you can't just be Alex Cora. The manager can only do so much. So that's going to be interesting. If, if they let J.D. go, maybe it's a Hosmer, Cassis, D8 first base thing. But to answer your question, yeah, yeah, he's going to play. Yeah, you mentioned Kike Hernandez, Rob, and let's get to that. It's a $10 million deal, which felt a little excessive for Kike Hernandez, but I understand the case in which you're making. Is he – the starting center fielder next year? Is he the second baseman next year? Like the first thing I thought of when they re-signed Kike Rob was that, oh, okay, this is more leverage so that if it turns out Story's got to go to short because Bogarts is going to leave, then you have an option at second for Kike. What do you make about having Kike on board and maybe affecting the way Bloom can think about next year? Yeah, I think that I don't look at it as having an impact on the Bogart thing. Like, I, I know that, you know, you can make that case, but I look at it more as they need a good center fielder. And they also know that the free agent class stinks. So why we say, like, it's uh, $10 million is a lot for an outfielder, for that outfielder, well, when he gets the open market, they can spin it as, hey, look at what he is defensively, look at what he did two years ago, look at how much healthier he is, and he probably would land with a $10 million. But I think for them, after seeing Jaron Durant, this to me, this, this is the Jaron Duran conversation. This is, hey, we saw enough of Jaron Duran. I don't think it's going to happen with him. So we got to go to plan B, which is bringing back Kike Hernandez, which a year ago we would never have thought. We thought we were just going to turn it over to Duran. I don't think that's happening. I think they'd like to have that guy in the middle of center field to build around there. Even though Xander Bogarts only has 12 home runs on the season, he does have the highest OPS among shortstops in all of baseball. He has the highest war among shortstops in all of baseball. What kind of contract is it going to take to keep Xander Bogarts? It's, it's going to be not the contract he's under. That's for sure. 
It's not going to be three years, $60 million. Uh, so, I, you know, and it's not going to be what they offered, adding on that $30 million probably. You know, you're going to – I don't know exactly what it's going to be in terms of, of, of the years. My guess is that you're going to have to extend it beyond, you know, five or six years. You have to remember that whatever contract he gets this time, this is it, man. Like, because when that ends, you're in your 30s. You're in your mid-30s, and you're probably not a shortstop. So you're making your money now. And and Xander, like you said, they, he hasn't hit in the home runs, but as metric man Brian Barrett, old friend of the ringer, points out, you know, this guy's numbers, uh, whether it's the you know, most highest batting average on ground balls or, you know, he's leading the league in hitting or whatever it is, like he, he can state a case for himself. And more importantly, he can state a case for himself. He's become a better defensive player this year. So yeah, he's gonna make he's gonna make his money, uh, and I do think I do think that they are gonna up the ante in terms of what they offered before, because like we said before, over and over again, ownership has to get involved in this at some level. Bradfoe, does Bogarts still need to, in terms of kind of placating the Red Sox a little bit, if they start negotiating here before the end of the year or? However, this whole thing would would play out in terms of a timing standpoint. Uh, does he still need to be amenable to change positions later in his career? Just if anything, to make the Red Sox feel better that if they did want to move him to third base as he got older, that it was at least on the table and discussed. Or does that even come up right now? I don't think it comes up. I mean, you can't. I don't think that. Obviously, the the you have Marcelo Meyer sitting there potentially at the end of 2024 into 2025. You have that, but there's no certainties when it comes to these guys. With Xander Bogarts, I think he wants to stay in Boston. He'll figure that out as it comes. He has this case for, like I said before, the, the fact that his defensive numbers across the board are better this year. So, okay, you get through 2023, 2024, then you go from there. But I don't think this is brought up, say, uh, you, you have to guarantee that I'm going to play shortstop in 2026. But, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly good. There's going to be a change at some point. Do you have an MVP vote this year? I have rookie of the year. Oh, I have okay. rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. So, But uh, the MVP is obviously a pretty good one. Judge yeah. and Otani, right? Yeah, who would you go with between those two? You know, it's 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 a cop out, but I think you got to see how like the last part of this plays out. If if Judge goes on an unbelievable tear and the Yankees end up end up you know riding this ship a little bit, then as as good as Otani has been, if it's close, I don't usually say you have to win. You have to be on a winning team, right? But if it's if it's close, you can't just. You can't just default to war and call it a day. Why not? I mean, you That's to... what everybody else has done in naming well, Judge. You're, you're, and, or, I mean, in naming not... uh, uh, Trout. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Like, having had this vote before, it drives me nuts. I remember when Trout played 114 games, and I think he finished fourth. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And, and, and I know a lot of people who are voted, they, they default to war. But, you know, if – I don't know how you guys feel, but I think that if it's close and this one's close for a lot of different reasons, you kind of have to incorporate is a team good or not. I mean, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think team, although I, I value that more in the other sports than I do in baseball because 
I think you don't run isolations for outfield. Well, yeah. I think yeah. If Aaron Judge, <laughs> if, if Aaron Judge and uh, let's say Mike Trout switch teams, I'm not sure the Angels are in the playoffs. Well, and I think so. Rob, what about the pure historical part of what Otani is doing in terms of the 30 home runs and the 10 wins? And it's funny you mentioned WAR. I just brought it up. So if you look at WAR over Judge is number one at 8.3 offense or 8.4 WAR, but yeah. on offense he's 8.3. Otani has a negative defensive WAR and is still right behind him. Now what does that all mean? Well, I don't know. But at what point, Rob, does there's the the great player on a good team that is really tanked in the second half versus the guy who's doing something we've never seen before in baseball? Yeah, I think I think that that last part you said that's going to be the deciding factor in this case. I think what st- has stuck in voters' minds is that you know Otani is. We've been telling, being told this time and time again for the last year. This is a guy that we've never seen before and never will see again. And what he's doing is incredible. And then he has the numbers to back it up. So when you have this sort of unicorn of a guy. I think that's what voters are going to default to. So if you're asking like who I think is going to win right now, I think Otani's going to win because of that reason. Because there is a a a, a narrative out there. If if you just went to the average guy and you would say, "Oh, here's Otani or here's Judge," they would say, "Well, yeah, Judge hits a ton of home runs, but Otani is a once in a lifetime type player." That's why I think the guy ultimately will win the MVP. I'd go Otani too. I mean, me too. He, he's an all-star hitter and an all-star pitcher. Mm-hmm. It's just one guy. Like he, I know the Angels aren't great, but he has the team triple crown for hitting and pitching. Yes, he has a batting yeah. average, home runs, RBI, o, OBP, and hits as a hitter, and then uh, wins ERA and strikeouts as a team high. It's insane what he's doing. Yeah, I know yeah, Judge having a great it, year, but I'd go Otani. Yeah, and, and and I mean we have to be we have to be honest. With you. I I say you know integrate the conversation with the teams. That's just like a small part of it. But this the, the MVP. Can we just name it like the best player? The best player. That's what yeah, it should right, be. Right, right, right. That, that, that's really what it should be. And and it's it's you know it's it's funny because I go back to that Trout conversation when he played 114 games. A lot of these rules, if you go back to them, they're so archaic. Or rules of voting. I mean, I think number two is games played. Like what? Well, okay, great. <laughs> it's, 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 I just think we just have to look at it and say, who was the best player in baseball or in that league? And you're probably right. Otani's the guy. Uh, Brad Foe, thank you for joining us all baseball season long. We appreciate it, friend. Uh, of course, listen to the Brad Foe show where you never know who uh, Rob is might be roaming the stands. And then again, maybe he just bumps into some guy outside the ballpark and throws him on the Brad Foe show. You never yeah. know. Hey guys, I appreciate it. It was a great conversation. I always look forward to every week and uh, keep up the good work. And I'll, I'll see you when you get back. You're the Thanks, best, buddy. Sir. Yep, travel safe. There goes our friend Rob Bradford who joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.